You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Hey, Joe, how are you, how you doing, Joe? <laughs> Mike, miss? <laughs> I beat you to it. Don't once. be a turd, Mike. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, um, another week. We are officially in the middle of May. Yes, I know. I think this is uh, episode 101, I believe. 101. Wow. Morrowology 101. And people are still listening. That's what's so amazing. A few of them. I was looking at some of the stats to see how many uh, were still out there and listening, and the downloads are still happening. So we got 89 followers, which is a, a pretty cool thing to see there. So That's better than me on Facebook. Yeah, how many do you have there? <laughs> well, you know. So, in the studio with us today is Jamie Brucker, Josiah Breckner, what other name does he Jebediah. Do? Jebediah. Jeremiah. Whatever Mike Vance decides to call him, I guess. He's got... By the way, just so you guys know, the window is open because it's rather warm up here, and uh, you're just going to have to get over it if you hear the <laughs> motorcycles and semis in the background. So, I mean, that's kind of all there is to it, right, Mike? The Mail on the Street interview. Yes, yes, sir. Read up, Bob. So, with that being said, Mike, we have some uh, cool things that are going on this week. Um, the Made for Mom Market Week. It's week three at Groovy Plants Ranch. So, I did not realize, Mike, and Jamie, I, I know that you know, because Angela told me that you know. The Groovy Plants Ranch is so busy, they now have to have deputies there. To direct traffic. Oh, really? Yes, they have, and they have a full-time uh, porter pot trailer there now. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, Groovy Plants personally pays every deputy that's there every weekend, and it is not something that the county pays for. It's something that business pays for. Right. So that would be a special duty, and uh, if you're having a party or a family get together, and your family gets rowdy, you too can have a deputy. All you got to do is contact Morrow County Sheriff's Department. They'll be happy to send out a deputy at your cost. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, I was quite surprised when I saw the deputies out there. Um, but made for Mom Market Week Three, Green Plants Ranch happening now. They had so many cool things. Angela and I bought. Uh, it's an air plant, so you don't have to like plant it. And basically, you don't even really have to water it. It just kind of is there and lives, and it's kind of nice. Kind of like uh, Jamie Brucker. He's just kind of there, and you don't have to plant him (laughs) or water him. Yeah. Um, I I guess. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Uh, Tomorrow, which is going to be the 16th of May, is the Pizza Hut Cruise and Dine here in Mount Gilead. And that is going to be at 5 p.m., so check that out. And then this Saturday, if you like the movie Princess Bride, the Selver Public Library is doing a 6 p.m. interactive movie night for the Princess Bride movie. I am not a fan. I've tried to watch it, and I keep falling asleep. Angela gets mad at me over that. (laughs) Well, it's a chick flick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up on the 21st of May, actually, let's go to the 18th first. It's uh, another f- famous and infamous walk at the Morrow County Historical Society. It starts at 7 p.m. 
And they do ask that you arrive at uh, 645, and they do ask that you bring a $5 per person donation, if you would. And uh, I haven't had the opportunity to go on this walk yet, but it looked like you guys had a pretty good crowd last weekend. Robin was pretty happy with the the crowd, and I I was over at the movie theater putting some stuff together, and I heard her on her little uh, amplified speaker starting out the tour. Oh, it's a very, very interesting tour. Uh, Some little-known facts about people that have been through uh, Mount Gilead, and um, if you can, be there. Now, in June, I believe it is the 13th, I will be doing the walk. Robin will be away. Oh, so um, in June you're you're leading. Yes. So do you need a heckler? I I could probably <laughs> make that one. I'm sure you could. I could probably do that. Um, on the 21st of May at uh, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. at the Historical Society. Uh, let's see. The History Center is going to be the History Talk. It's feed sacks and aprons put on by Patty Fustel. And um, then June, it looks like they're going to have some uh, the, some of the same displays here. The feed sacks and aprons, photography, and anniversary display. But on the 25th. Ooh, let's talk about the 25th. It's going to be the ice cream social at the uh, George Cross House right across from Napa, down on Marion Street. Um, it says time times to be, to be announced. Do you know that yet? I believe we're going to do that same time that we would usually have the History Center open, that but it two, won't be open that day. From maybe two that four. two to four. Yeah, gotcha. And if anybody's available to help set stuff up, we got tents and stuff to set up. Uh, show up a little bit early. Um, also on June thirteenth, and again on the 29th, is the uh, famous and infamous walk at the Historical Society again. Um, those two dates are available, and uh, hopefully we'll have nice weather, and you guys can have a good turnout again. July, they're going to have Christmas in July. Deck the halls at the Historical Society. You know know a special guy that usually wears a red suit will be there. What? Greeting the kids as well in Hmm. his summer garb. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure who that is, though. Hmm. Is it the the jolly elf himself? It it most certainly is. Awesome. We we got him here. He's usually down in... uh, down in the Bahamas this time of year, but we uh, got him to stop by Mount Gilead for that one day. Nice. Uh, let's see. July, they're going to have Christmas in July, and it's one month only. Only, And then they're also going to have, an, uh, that's an exhibit, and then another exhibit that month. Looks like it's going to be tools and kitchen gadgets. And they're going to have a sip and pour. It's an activity on July 10th, and that looks like it's going to be here at the Historical Society. It does cost, it looks like. Uh, create coasters using the poured method. Uh, spaces limited reservations are required. And then on the 30th, uh, Kevin Evans will be talking about Dr. Tucker and giving that on the 30th. And then in July on the 11th and the 20th are going to be the famous and infamous walks again in town. Yeah, that was such a, a popular event last year that uh, Robin Brucker... Um, uh, decided to do it several times to give more people an opportunity. Last year was only on Tuesdays, so now it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays and alternating weeks. So maybe more people can uh, see it that couldn't have last year. And it's a different different program than last year, by the way. Yeah, uh, let's see here. The Morrow County Agricultural Society has already put out some of the fair um, 
the fair stuff. There's going to be figure eight racing on the 29th of August. On the 30th, they're going to have the rodeo bulls and barrels show. On the 31st, they're going to have Whiskey Wood at the fair, and that's a concert. And then on the 31st, so that's at 6 p.m. At 8 p.m., they're going to do the uh, Rough Truck. And I saw somewhere, but it's not showing up for me now. They've also decided on the uh, truck and tractor pool there at the fair. And then in July, since we're getting closer to this, I'll go ahead and share it. July 3rd celebration, it's a Monday, starts at 7 p.m. It's going to be the, the uh, midsummer pools uh, at the fairgrounds. And on a clear, calm July night, you can hear that almost all over the county. And the words full pool somewhere in there. Um, I think that's all that I had. Did you have anything, Well, Mike? let me add a couple of things. Uh, somehow I seem to always get the... Um, the um, yeah, what was I going to say? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh let me read this and we'll uh we'll get there uh Regi- this is from the humane society of morrow county registration is now open for our may 30th 2023 low-cost cat only spay and neuter clinic see more oh there we go um we will be accepting registrations soon well they're accepting them now for our mobile clinic on 5 30 of 23 in mount gilead this is open to morrow county residents only as it is subsidized and we serve Morrow County animals. Cost is $40 for female cats and $35 for male cats. We had to raise our prices to keep up with escalating cost of the clinic. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm not going to go through all the um, information on that. You can find that on um, what's happening in Morrow County on Facebook. Let's see, I had another one here. Well, while you're finding that, the Marengo American Legion is having bingo night on uh, this Thursday, the 18th, and that will be at 4.30 p.m. at the American Legion in Marengo. Friday is going to be a Birdathon 2023 at the Eco Center. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the one up by um, Marion. County Road 59, right on the Marion-Morrow County uh, line there. And then it looks like if you are interested in getting some chicks, it's Mega Chick Sale Day. And this isn't the chick you're looking for, Mike. (laughs) These are actual chickens. And it says uh, Country Haven Farm will be open with no appointment needed Sunday, May 21st. Uh, 1 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. We'll have lots of available sexed and straight run chicks and hatching eggs. Possibly quail and some adult birds, too. Breeds possible include Polish, Aum Simani. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not going to get all these right. Um, basically, Easter eggers, uh, olive eggers, and then you're going to have some of the um, wine dots and the Brahmas and East, other Easter eggers and such. So you'll actually have all kinds of uh, pretty cool, it won't let me see any more of the post, though. Um, so that's going to be at 1272 County Road 149 in Cardington. And um, I think that's all I'm going to share. Well, i got one here I'm going to share. This is going on June 27th through the 29th, uh, 1030 a.m. till noon, ages 2 to 4. Do you have a toddler in your life? This is very small print, I'm sorry. In your life who uh, loves to build? Come join Miss Christina this summer for a fun week of creative uh, construction. She will lead your toddler in fun activities as well as a short character lesson. 
Each day includes snacks and fun play. If you have a student in school that qualifies for free or reduced lunch, your child can attend this program at no cost. And that will be at, um, what is BTFA, 130 East High Street? Buckeye Fitness and Training. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I I think that's what it is, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Um, So you can can, uh, get a hold of them to register. Uh, To register, please contact um, Erica, Erica uh, Dash Walsh. Or, <laughs> and, uh, like I said, it's very small print. Let me see if I can enlarge you should, uh, it. You should put your glasses on, Mike. You laid them on the table there. Oh, okay. I can't see them. He's like Velma here, folks. He's like <laughs> searching for his glasses. Okay. you can. I'll tell you what. You can find this information on what's happening in Morrow County or Mount Gilead slash Morrow County in the know, either one, on Facebook. All and, right. Oh, well, here's one. Here. Oh, you got another one? Well, okay. This is about over learning how to play the ukulele. But uh, that ends tomorrow. Again, that's out at the uh, fitness center. So, okay. All right. So, we brought in Josiah Breckner, uh, Jamie Brecker, Director of Operations for the Morrow County. And uh, so, Mr. Brecker. Why don't you give us an update on the county? I know you've been working on lots of things and you're involved in lots of projects. So uh, let's yeah. share some of those that you can share. I know that sure. you're you're fond of letting businesses share their own story. Yes. But yeah. what can you share with us? So something we're keeping our eye on is uh, later this week on Thursday, the Ohio Power Signing Board is going to be meeting. And uh, one of our projects here in Mar County will be on the uh, the voter registration to see if that goes through. And that's Blossom Solar. So it's the large utility scale project that's happening up in Washington Township. It's a 144 megawatt facility that could encompass close to 1,000 acres of farmland up in, up in Washington Township, the northernmost part of our county. And so we know that that's going to go to a vote. This Thursday, there's a couple people from Morrow County that serve on that board, and we'll get to vote on that as well as others uh, throughout the state of Ohio. So anything utility skill goes to a state vote. So we're keeping around on that and seeing if this is if this vote goes through, we'll see shovels come and solar panels start to be produced and and put in, uh, most likely beginning of next year. So shovel ready next year. So what would be the impact to Morrow County on that project? Yeah, so there's what's called a pilot, so payment in lieu of taxes. So they're not going to pay any property taxes there because it's the farmers getting leased on that land. Um, But it's estimated to be about $52 million paid out to different organizations over the next, uh, I think it's like 30 years, 30 to 40 years of the life expectancy of this project. Uh, Majority of that money will actually go to Northmore Schools. Uh, The next biggest is, I believe, the township, so Washington Township, and some of the projects that they'll have going on there. And then from there, there's a little bit that comes to the county, um, you know, your emergency services, anything that's already usually on the ballot for a levy purpose, um, we'll be getting a portion as well. So they're not being left out of the, what they call, increased value of that land. Um, So like I said, we're keeping an eye on that one. We'll know Thursday should know Thursday if it goes through. And if it does, we'll probably see that happen beginning of next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the next project that maybe some people already can see is if you got home road over by our county jail, you'll see a big plot of land in between where the old county home was and the north side of the ODOT garage. Uh, there's a lot of stakes already out in the ground. And so people are kind of questioning what that is because that is county owned property. And so that's a kind of a neat collaboration that we're trying the first of its kind 
where uh, through what's called the Mar County Development Authority, which I happen to be the executive director and chairman of, as well as uh, Angela Powell serves as the fiscal officer for. But um, our group here is going to try to um, be able to build a new county garage for the county. Uh, the county will then buy a pond for us. So we'll need to secure about five and a half million dollars to build this. So the county will then buy the bond. Uh, so they'll fund us the, the five and a half million. And then the engineer's office will pay us over, you know, a system of 15 years uh, back. So leasing it back to them. Uh, so this is a way to kind of bridge the gap. So the county engineer didn't have quite enough funds to build it. Um, the port authority or the development authority is what we call ourselves can fund it and, and build it a little bit cheaper. And then the county wins too because now they have less bills having two locations that are in, in not so great of shape and we're just continuing to put a lot of money into. So we're pretty excited about this project. Like I said, if you go out to Home Road, you'll see stakes already in the ground. Um, not to be confused by another project that's happening right around the corner. So in between our dog warden and the dog shelter and the um, our county jail, uh, you'll see the big plot of land that's got a lot of dirt in between moving. That is not a county project. That was land purchased just by a private developer and they finally started to move forward on their plans and so everyone's been asking us what's that project and it's uh simply just storage units it's nothing crazy it's not like a new restaurant or anything like that it's just storage units um so bone cutter uh, developments doing that project it's all public record you can see that they bought the land uh, quite a few years ago and uh, now they're they're actually starting that project so but uh if we head on down to Marengo, uh, we just completed a project. So Governor DeWine uh, gave every community a million dollars for brownfield projects and a half a million dollars for demolition projects that have known harmful substances. And so down in Marengo, or, uh, Marengo the village of Marengo, we saw that uh, there was a property down there that had quite a few underground storage tanks. They used to sell, it was a family business where they used to sell uh, fuel for your cars, fuel for your homes to heat with. And so there was eight buried tanks on this property and uh, you would never have known just looking at the property but we know that over years those tanks can corrode and then if there's any contents they can just seep into the ground so it's a known brownfield site it checks all the marks for what we call a brownfield site and so we just completed that project uh, that was about a two hundred and sixty thousand dollar project i believe um, right around that neighborhood or two hundred forty thousand where we dug up all eight tanks and had those recycled before that they had to pump the contents of the tanks and get it treated and dispose of it properly uh, but we're pretty excited to share that that project is completed now so it's our first brownfield remediation project successfully completed with this first round of a million dollars. And I say first round, uh, they're about to announce that there's going to be another round of money. So more money coming to our county to do more projects, which is kind of cool. Uh, we just started our second brownfield project out at HPM2, the big one that everybody kind of recognizes uh, on the state route there by Woodside Village. Um, so phase one of that is, is completed. So they've done their title search and their due diligence on the property. Phase two is about to start. So you're going to see some people out there drilling what we call wells. And these are just monitoring wells. They're just seeing what kind of known contaminants are seeping through uh, the different parts of that property. And then they're going to do a report, and that's kind of like an insurance policy. So the next developer on that property um, doesn't have to be held responsible for all the, mm -hmm. the known issues of the property, as long as they don't add to, try to cover up or take away, that type of thing. So we're pretty excited about that. With the next round of money, we're probably going to apply for some, some funds for cleanup, too. So everyone's asking, what about the piles of stuff still there? Well, unfortunately, this round of money does not include any kind of cleanup of the property. But with that new round of money just announced, uh, that's probably going to come uh, 
from Governor DeWine's office, again, if it passes in the House and Senate, uh, we will probably apply for some funds uh, to go to that project as well. And then later this summer, we're going to start work on HPM1. Um, some people don't necessarily know what that one is, but it's, it's Mid-Ohio Sanitation over on Lincoln Street, and that's just going to be for getting rid of some asbestos um, at that property. So it's a, another cleanup project. So, And then we just um, should be getting some bids here soon for some demolition projects to, that are scattered throughout the county. So we're, we're excited about that as well. Uh, keeping our eye on outside development, so development coming to our community, uh, Cardington, just had some dirt and gravel placed down on Park Avenue, the, the southern part. So if you go past the, the firehouse and the police department there, uh, you'll see a lot of dirt has been moved and a lot of stone laid down. Um, there's a gentleman there building uh, 12 three-unit townhouses. So they're going to have 36 new housing units being brought into the southern part of uh, Cardington. So we're excited about the new inventory of homes coming onto the market um, here in Mount Gilead, if you go down Douglas Street, you'll see a similar project where there's been a lot of dirt moves, some stone in, some some elevator shafts already built. That's a 47-unit um, geared more towards senior housing that's being built. Again, if, if we get some people that are not as comfortable living in their single-family homes into that kind of a structure, then it opens up the market again for you know young families coming into the market looking for a, maybe a small starter home. So we're hoping that kind of helps the ecosystem of uh, housing inventory. I know not everybody likes to see those projects, but if you think about it a little bit differently, um, it is kind of a good win for the community as well. And then uh, down at 95 and uh, 71, we also have another uh, project there that we're hoping will start here soon. Um, Chester Crossing should be pulling some permits here soon uh, to build two more 16-unit apartment complexes there. So again, adding a little more housing inventory to our our communities and um, still waiting for the big developer to say, yep, we're going to come build 60 homes, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, we are working on some some different zoning to uh, to allow uh, more favorable conditions for our developers to come here to our county, uh, gearing it towards specific interchanges. So the 95 and the 61, you know, zones to have a little bit more um, what we call subcompact design, which just means that we can put a few more homes in a in a tighter area. So, huh. yeah, you're not busy at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just the, the, the top of the, the cake, too. So if we were to get in, get in a little bit more, there's, there's a lot of projects going on all throughout the county. It's an exciting, exciting time for me, and I think my colleagues uh, would agree to be, um, you know, helping kind of shape the future of the county. Um, a lot of planning is going on right now, so a lot of just what do we want to see? You know, how can we attract the right kinds of businesses instead of just take on whatever we want? And, uh, and so just... Just pretty excited about the opportunities that are here. So you guys are actively planning the development. Correct. And not just letting the development happen. Yep. So we just rolled out our strategic development strategy. That's on our website, markcountyohio.gov. You'll see kind of our our big picture goal of where we're looking to to develop. And then from there, we're we're starting to, to create better policy as well before the development comes. So we're actively planning before it gets here, while also managing what is coming our way. So, Awesome. Well, we're going to let that take us to our first uh, commercial. It's Freedom Fest Ohio, featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, 
and Chris Jansen. We the Kingdom with We Are Messengers and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit freedomfestohio.com. Well, that's going to be one big party. It's going to be uh, exciting. And uh, that's and that, that's the type of stuff that uh, can go a long way with uh, developing a community, I think. Yeah, so our, our office, we call ourselves our development office. You know, it's not just about bringing in businesses in the traditional sense of brick and mortar and what kind of jobs it can produce, but also how do we develop a community? And so live entertainment, such as this concert, is a wonderful way to develop our community where it gives them an opportunity to be entertained right here in their backyard. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, we while we don't necessarily help plan events, uh, we definitely try to uh, break down any barriers that, a group like Freedom Fest would have to, to come to Morrow County. And, and so far, I don't think they've hit really any barriers in, in Morrow County and uh, had a successful year last year and looking forward to even bigger success uh, this year as well. So part of, um, so part of, I, okay, this is my assumption. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. My Part of my assumption is that along with planning businesses, you've got to plan the residential. And you talked a little bit about that, but uh People also want to be entertained close by, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we do have Freedom Fest, which is an annual concert at this point. Um, we have, you know, we have the movie theater across <laughs> yes. the street. There's Splatter Park. There's Mid-Ohio. Um, Mid-Ohio. There's the Historical Society. Cardinal Center. Cardinal Center. Um, the Jellystone Columbus North location out on, um, on 99. Um, we have the Eco Center, we have Headwaters, we have you name it. The Parks Districts will be rolling out a multi-hundred-acre park that is going to be fantastic this year. That's if they can get the rain to hold off so yeah. they can actually hold their cleanup days. <laughs> That's uh, twice now that they've had to cancel because of that. But um, we got a lot going on. And uh, with that being said, is there anything that you can think of and I'm putting you on the spot. This isn't a question you were prepped for. By the way, none of the questions tonight he was prepped for. Um, but is there stuff entertainment-wise, uh, you know, so you can you can have a bedroom here, but can you live here? Can you do activities here? Is there anything you can think of from a development aspect that if somebody wanted to go out and start a business, it would benefit the community? Wow. Something that's missing. You don't have to answer it right now. You have until the end of the podcast. But think about that. Is there something that we're missing, knowing that it's very likely that we're going to continue to become a bedroom community with some businesses coming in? But really, we're trying to compensate, I think, for Intel. And we know that Intel is going to bring some businesses to the community because they're going to have – our land is cheaper up here than it is down there at, as, of, as of today, uh, May the 15th of 2023. Um, but – you know, at some point, it's, you know, people are going to have to live up here and drive. And how are we going to keep people entertained? Because really, we don't want people just to sleep here and go elsewhere for entertainment. We want to do it all right here. So think about that, Jimmy. That's a, a question for you. Um, you don't have to answer, but... Uh, Actually, you know, I do have a, an idea that's come to mind already. Uh, 
So whenever you want it, I'll be. I'll be happy if you got one, let's go. Let's hear it. Yeah. So uh, just this weekend, actually, I was I was kind of thinking of different things, and and one of the things I feel Mara County needs to really prepare for is is things for younger folks. So you know, you and I, we can go down to say Joe's place over here, the end zone, and do karaoke late at night, and and maybe trivia night. You know, it's a little bit later in the evening, so those activities go a bit longer. So they're more geared towards adults in general, in my opinion. And so I start looking more towards the kids because if the kids are entertained the adults can maybe you know hang out as parents and have a little fun so uh, just this weekend I was thinking about it and I started looking at some of the other businesses and other communities and I and I saw one that had shut down just recently in Sunbury and I really feel like here in Morrow County it would be a, a just a gold mine especially knowing that the one in Sunbury shut down and so many people from Morrow County was going down to Sunbury. So I'm not going to Don't share the, what it is. Yeah, I won't say the name of the business, but I can share maybe some of the activities that the business could. Is that... that um, yeah, is a, you could. Is this a business that you want to do? Is that why you don't want me to share I don't have the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, if someone is out there listening, Joey and I would love to help you uh, get this off the ground. We just want your money. I mean, we want you to do this. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, uh, a space where indoor activities can be had. So I think of a place for like a trampoline park, um, arcades, um, you know, the, the the pits and the jungle gyms and all that fun stuff, but also a place for like indoor batting cages and those types of activities too, because sports are such a big part of our community. And especially when the winter hits, where do they go to practice still? Mm-hmm. And so I do know when I was mayor, people would approach like, hey, we need an indoor batting cage. So if we could just have like a family fun entertainment system, uh, you know, place where you could have roller skating and all those fun activities, but then also maybe have like that secret little chamber where the adults go and maybe you know, lift their spirits or something, you know, something, so something like that. But uh, I think a family fun Hey, lift their spirits, you know, or consume some spirits. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought you were talking about. But, you know, there's an opportunity there. Um, You don't have to have that for family fun. Uh, We'll we'll get that afterwards. We'll go to Joe's afterwards and get a pizza and and uh, have some spirits. But um, I do think that, you know, in our future, more kid centered activities would be a huge win. I think the adults have, you know, some forms of entertainment in this community, but uh, anything that would you know be centered more towards the kids would be a huge win for our County. Yeah, I I have to agree. I really I think you're right on. Um, if you and or your kids are looking for something to do, you can volunteer at Freedom Fest Ohio. Go to www.freedomfestohio.com, and uh, there's plenty of opportunities to uh, volunteer for the event. It's kind of cool. You get a T-shirt. You get in for your shift that you're working, and then you turn around and you get a ticket to enjoy one of the other shows. So even if you um, are working on Sunday, we will give you a ticket for Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, your choice, for the shift that you work. And, uh, you know, we're helping a lot of organizations with this, um, with this, like we're doing, uh, we're the Junior Fair Board is involved. The Senior Fair Board is involved. Uh, the Masonic Lodge is involved. Like, there's a whole bunch of groups that are involved with this, and it's going to be a good time. Um, let's see. I think, do you have anything else you want to share? Anything big that's coming up that we need to know about? Or, um, Well, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of projects happening. Um, 
we're, we, we think we're getting close to having a tenant in the big Project Hunter, which is the big 707, 942,000 square foot facility located right next to Dollar Tree. And uh, as soon as that is rented or leased, however they call it in the commercial, it's, it's a lease. But um, as soon as that's leased, we do believe that they're going to start building the second building. Um, and, and that's just going to really be the catalyst, we hope, to that industrial park and the half a billion to a billion dollar investment that could come to Morrow County and provide plenty of jobs so that the 11,000 people that currently leave Morrow County to go to work will hopefully have a new location right here in Morrow County so they don't have to drive as far for work. So um, we just found out last week that um, a lot of the gathering of information for business went well. And so we do think here within a couple of weeks, we'll have an announcement of who's going in uh, Project Hunter, which will be a big win for the county. And then also that means it's the catalyst to start the next build there. So, All right. Well, thank you, Jamie, for giving us the updates. And um, we'll look forward to having you back, especially as uh, some business names, you know, we start to see those drop. And um, something is happening big in Ohio that I want to share. And this could be a political, uh, some people could consider this political, others may not. Uh, but it is a big deal, uh, and I wanted to share that. So recently, a constitutional amendment was certified to go to the ballot for August the 8th, and that's a special election, August the 8th of 2023. And, Mike, right now, do you know what um, what the percentage votes of acceptance is to change the Constitution for Ohio? I have read it, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. Right now, it's 50% plus one, you know, whatever that 51% is type thing, right, that gets you over the half. What is proposed now is it would require, and this is, again, what we as Ohio uh, voters are going to vote on in August, it would require that majority to go to 60% which isn't necessarily a supermajority per se, but it actually acts like a supermajority and would require 60% of Ohio voters to approve a constitutional amendment. And part of what um, they're concerned about, and and I'm seeing it on both sides, uh, one, you know, the majority typically rules, right? And so you think of majority as 50 plus one, basically, right? Um, this actually requires that supermajority, I'm using air quotes here, that supermajority, uh, and, you know, some some high... High, um, highly political conversations are being had with, no matter how you feel about it, um, with voter voting rights, voter regist- uh, regulations and registrations, as well as like things of um, abortion and changing some of the other things. Now, this is not a political podcast, but this is a special election, and this is a very important topic that I felt we needed to talk about because it is very impactful. Uh, when you when you think about changing your constitution, I don't think that it's something you should take lightly. And and I know that some will have some um, some very strong opinions on this. And from what I understand is that the constitution basically has not been changed, I believe, since 1912. I think this that's when the 50% took place was 1912-ish, somewhere around in there. Um, and so changing it now, a lot of 
folks are thinking that it's not necessary. But I wanted to get this out there to you guys um, because it is very important that we are prepared uh, to go and vote. And because it is a special election, it will likely get missed by some. So if you are a voter, you need to go and vote on the 8th of August because it is important and basically how we operate around our constitution in Ohio. So with that being said, Mike, are you ready? Why, sure. Did you buckle your safety belt? I'm all buckled in and ready to go. All right. Make sure Jamie uh, doesn't fall out. Here we go. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, Mike, so we're talking about the Capitol Theater, formerly known as the Rex, formerly known as the KP Theater. What are we? Uh, what are you going to share today out of the? Well, book? we started last week talking about it, uh, going back to the very beginnings of the theater, and we're up to 1931. I'm going to move quickly from 1931 up until today, so um, be listening. Um, in uh, November of 1931, moving pictures of high school football team is shown at the Rex for the first time in the history of the Mount Gilead High School football team. Moving pictures were taken of them in action at the annual homecoming battle with Fredericktown two weeks ago. These pictures were taken by H.C. Seabaum, manager of the Rex Theater, and were displayed by him on the screen at the local theater Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Several pictures of the local team in action were shown, and individual pictures of Dick White, drum major, and Dave Pine and Virgil Hall, uh, Backs on the local high school team were displayed. So they were doing some uh, local filming at that time. Now, in 1933, there was an announcement. I am happy to announce that I will be able to give you the same high-grade pictures that I have in the past at a reduction in price. Admission to the Rex Theater has been reduced to adults 15 cents, children 10 cents. And that is a different manager. Arnold Monroe was the manager at that time. That's cheap. Now, here's one I, I just thought was interesting. Uh, right at the top of the Rex Theater um, ad in the newspaper here, it says, this theater is disinfected daily. This is <laughs> 1934. <laughs> um, th- that particular time, Charlie Chan's uh, greatest case was being shown. And there was a matinee dinner at 8 that was also being shown at that time. All right. The Rex Theater, this is uh, July of 1934. Air that is ice cold for your comfort. Rex Theater, Mount Gilead, Ohio. So they uh, got their first air conditioning at that time, apparently. Yeah, let's move ahead a little here. 1935. Local show house sign, only one of type, existing, hung Tuesday. That must have been the black one. Uh, apparently it was. Another step in the complete redecorating rec- rec- uh, and modernization of the local theater being carried out by George Ebeck, manager, was completed with the installation of a new sign Tuesday. The theater 
known now as the Rex, will be known as the Capitol <clears throat> after the 1st of September, and the sign bearing the latter name is the only one of its kind in existence according to officials of the company by whom it was made. It is 16 feet in length and 3 feet in width with, with a uh, reproduction of the Capitol Dome at Washington at the top of gold neon, which flashes on and off at intervals. The dome is outlined in blue neon, which remains illuminated. The name of the theater appears below the dome in red neon over yellow letters on blue background with a silver trimming. So that's when they got the uh, big sign that I remember as a kid that hung on the theater um, saying capital. So since while you're turning your page, there was on uh, Morrow County, Ohio uh, Facebook page, Morrow County, Ohio past, present, and future. It is a private page, but you can ask. Kyle Fisher shared video footage of Mount Gilead in 1992, and that sign, I believe that sign is actually there without the marquee. We'll talk about in just a little bit when that sign was taken down. Okay. So you're jumping ahead there, Joey. Okay, Capitol Theater, there was a big movie that came out in 1939. Can you guess what it was? In 1999? 1939. Oh. Um, we're I went, off. Oh, The Wizard of Oz, really? Yes. yes, and it was being shown. At last, the greatest of all show world wonders, The Wizard of Oz. All Morrow County are on parade to the Capitol to see The Wizard of Oz. And that was being shown in September of 1939. Well, in the way that movie was filmed, the real-life portion, which is you know the, where the tornado was, was black and white. And then right. all of Oz was filmed with color. And then it went back to black and white, which was the first of its kind at that time period. Yes, that was uh, quite, quite an in- innovation at that time. Uh, 1940, March of 1940, Georgie Beck of the Capitol Theater this week announced... That arrangements have been completed for a full week showing of Gone with the Wind. That also came out in 1939. So Mount Gilead was a little bit behind, but it was still a very popular movie. Uh, it'll be at the Capitol Theater beginning Sunday afternoon, April 14th. That was in 1940. So let's skip on up here. Well, that's interesting. The Capitol Theater did its part in... Um, in showing patriotism for during World War II. Uh, here's an ad. Capitol Theater calling all, all kids matinee at the Capitol Theater. Admission, all the scrap metal you can bring. A, a surprise gift to the one who brings the most scrapped. scrap. Scrap. Uh, get in the scrap to fight the Jap. Huh. I must have missed that in the book. Yeah. And there was a new capital, a new federal tax, uh, 1944, starting March 1st. Capital price, admission price at the Capitol Theater will be as follows. Children under 12, 10 cents. Adults, 40 cents. That's uh, 33 cents plus 7 cent tax. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, 50 cents. That's 42 cents plus 8 cents tax. So they were starting to tax the movie uh, theater. Huh. Um, today, Thursday, December 7th, this is 1944, three years after the attack on Pearl Harbor, um, persons who wish to gain admission to the Capitol free of charge may do so by purchasing a bond at the theater. Theaters all over the nation are in this way asking people to remember Pearl Harbor and buy a bond. 
So they were doing their part during World War II to uh, help our fighting personnel overseas. Uh, the Capitol Theater, this is in 1946. We're getting up to the 50s. The Capitol Theater is giving one week's free pass to every member of the Mount Gilead High School Indians, scoring a touchdown during the football season. Wow. So they were supporting our local local folks. Here's one from 1946. Free, free, free to the first 25 people guessing the correct number of Indians in the picture, Aberlene Town. We will refund the admission price after each feature on Thursday, October 31st. Guess how many Indians are in the picture and you you could win a prize. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, giving you guys some ideas on what to do with your theater. That'd okay. be kind of cool to bring that back. Here in 1949, free, free, free chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner bar to the first 100 people attending the performance of this engagement Monday and Tuesday. And it was uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Does it say, like, where the chicken dinner is? Um, I thought it did, but I do not see. Oh, free chicken dinner served at the Globe Hotel. Oh. So, Jamie, last week we talked about the Capitol Theater actually uh, was designed for, didn't it say 300 seats? I think that's what it said, yes. And it was how? (laughs) And they were talking about putting a balcony in there. Yeah. Which never happened, obviously. Bring it back. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah that's an idea um here is 1949 there's a there's a picture with a crowd uh gathered at the entrance of the capitol theater in mount gilead at santa claus as santa claus makes his first appearance of the season uh last saturday afternoon this would have been december of 1949 what was it here um Okay, here's an interesting one. There was a movie called The Barefoot Mailman. This is 1952. And free show Thursday to the first 20 adults, barefooted, 18 to 80. Hmm. So if you come in barefooted huh. and you were the first 20. And we could do something like that. Not barefoot. barefooted, but I don't like, see people with bare feet in there. No, but we could do something like first so many people get a free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We kind of done that in the past where like the police officers donated some tickets for kids that got in free for yeah. good guys, I think, or bad guys. Bad guys. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, January of nineteen fifty four, they got a new innovation at the Capitol Theater, wide panoramic screen. Which I do believe is long gone from there. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that screen is long gone <laughs> since the one we have was replaced in the nineties, I think. It was. I don't know. Wait, I'm sorry. Was that a, was that one of your articles? Um, no, I don't oh, okay. think it was. Okay. Uh, January 1959, Seymour County on film at the Capitol Theater, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, January 9th and 10th. An hour-long feature film taken in Mount Gilead, Cardington, and Edison will be shown at the Capitol on the three days listed above along with another feature. So... Man, I'd like to get a hold of that. I would, too. It was shown again in the 1970s. So somebody has it. I just don't know who. But in that movie called Our Town, which I have seen, actually, um, nativity scene on the Southwest Southwest Square, Stahl's Men's Shop, Union Store, Jones Restaurant, which was this uh, empty lot right behind us, uh, Broilers Cleaners, White House, Charles Bergsong, Motors. The White House was uh, is where uh, Keith Flower Shop is right now. 
Uh, Vanetta and Gladden Insurance, Kiwanis Club at the Globe Hotel, Capitol Theater, Arrival of Santa Claus, Morrow County Hospital, Nelson Hardware, School Students, Corwin's Golf Station, Marathon Service Station, First National Bank, Post Office, and Marcella's Beauty Salon. You know what? I might actually have that on VHS. If I do, I'll get it to you. Well, I know somebody who could actually... Trans, you know, get that yeah. transed over me, to a, a DVD. Let me see if I do. I'm kind of thinking I do for some reason. Anyway. Uh, you know, so you said Mark Henny Hospital. At this time, I believe Mark Henny Hospital would have been maybe six, seven years old. It was uh, 52, I think it was built. Yeah. This was 59. Okay, so maybe seven years old. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the hospital, not me. Yeah, Good. no, not you. Okay. Uh, then the Beatles were the big thing in 1964. And in June, Don't tell me we had the Beatles there. Well, the Beatles weren't there, but it was an extra attraction. The Beatles come to town in Technicolor at the Capitol Friday and Saturday and Sunday. We should bring that one back. Hmm. I can see. You look so in high school. Jamie looked like a beetle. Did you I have you ever seen, I've pictures? seen pictures? Yes. Yeah, yes, he looked yes. like a beetle. Long lost brother. <laughs> now here's one I remember from 1978 when the it was marquee, that bowl cut <laughs> when the marquee collapsed uh, after the um, uh, the blizzard. The blizzard. Yeah, yeah. The blizzard of 78. Who could forget the blizzard? Here's the uh, Capitol Theater marquee, and at that time the big Capitol sign was still up. Okay, let's see. What do we have here? Um, okay, this is 1978. The Capitol Theater in Mount Gilead is closing its doors briefly for interior improvements. According to John Ellerman, manager, Ellerman said the period of closing will be Friday, December 22nd through January 4th. Uh, some things they were, uh, this guy apparently had just purchased the theater in December of 76. So they were doing some big improvements at that time. And in 1982, there were four new owners. Um, this was in, a, in the Sentinel, December 30th, 1982. Mr. and Mrs. Don Steiger and Mr. and Mrs. Joe Hupfer, new proprietors of the Capitol Theater in Mount Gilead, are shown in the accompanying photo. I'll, I'll hold this up to the microphone so you can see it. Which was taken in the lobby of the theater. The new management promises to bring the finest movie entertainment to Mount Gilead at a fraction of the cost every, elsewhere. Among the many improvements planned or already made has been a minor adjustment to the heating system, which keeps the seating area at, the very pleasant, at a very pleasant uh, temperature. Two shows with refreshment spatials are planned for New Year's Eve. Other spatials will be announced during the next several months. So that's when the Steigers and the Hupfers took over the theater. And uh, both of them have been in, well, uh, Mary and... And the, uh, Chief and his wife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've been in, and we've actually talked with them a couple times about things that they did during that time period or where things used to be, just because, you know, we're kind of yeah, nerdy kinda about that. As well as the next owner you might announce. Well, we will here in just a little bit. Now, in October 2nd of 1996... The big Capitol Theater sign came down. A small group of onlookers watched with a nostal with nostalgia Friday afternoon as workmen from the Denite Sign Company of Columbus removed the Capitol sign from its perch over the entrance to Mount Gilead Movie Theater. A lot of romance was kindled in there. One of the spectators quipped. Keith's florist owner, Floyd Starrett, who graduated from Mount Gilead High School in 1955, 
said the sign was there before that period. Workers uh, speculate that the sign could date back to the 1920s. The sign was taken to Denight's shop, where the company will give the theater owners an estimate on refurbishment cost. We'd like to restore it to its original state, if cost permits, explained Joe Bash. The sign replacement is part of the theater's renovation that's expected to be completed in November. If the sign is not used on the theater, it was suggested that the Historical Society might be interested. And yes, the Historical Society would love to have it. But nobody seems to know where the sign is now. Apparently, it costs too much to fix it. So, um, Next time Joe Bash is in, we should ask him. Yeah. Because he visits. He does. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We get to see several of the former, former owners and folks who formerly worked there, too. Yes. Well, we had, um, after Bash, and there might have been some others in there, but I'm not sure. Carol and Ben Holsinger were the next owners, I believe. I think there was one owner in between okay. ben, and Car- ben and Carol and Joe. And, um, of course. Yes, the folks that were Besires, connected to Besires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't think We've of their name. Them. They've been in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say Spires, but I don't think that's no, it. No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, and currently, Angela Powell, Joey Powell, and Jamie Brucker own the theater, and they've been doing some wonderful things, um, little side things to go with movies, such as uh, uh, goggles or sunglasses. <laughs> the minion know. glasses. Yeah, the minion glasses. Um, we did aviators. the aviators for Top Gun. There you go. That's what it was. And different things like that. And they've gotten uh, local businesses involved in, in providing those things. So, um, Plus, they've been bringing some live entertainment to, to the theater again. So there's a lot of good things going on at our little theater. And I, from what I understand, the um, attendance has been, for the most part, really good over there. So, folks, there's a lot of history in that theater. And it's right here. It costs a lot less than if you go to Mansfield or Marion or Columbus to see a theater right here in our own county. So keep that in mind. And with that, I think I'm going to close the history of the Capitol Theater. Yeah, but before we do that, um, Josiah Breckner would like to do a shout-out, I think. Yeah, so we have some really, really awesome employees that work there. So I want to start with our Saturday crew, Russ Mayer. He listens to this uh, podcast. Hiya, Russ! I feel Wait, sorry for him. Hi, Rust. <laughs> yeah, My Rust. kids call him Rust. Or Wuss. But uh, so shout out to Russ on Saturday. And then our Friday crew is just fantastic. We got Joanne Trainer. She's been there with uh, the Carol days and, and the Ben days. And then we also have Ike Krantz. He's just fantastic. I just really enjoy Ike's personality. Um, he's the goofy one that squirted butter like all over himself the other day. <laughs> and uh, so just shout out to Ike Krantz as well. Yes, thank you guys very much for all of your help. Uh, we could definitely not do it without them. And also to uh, some of the others that have helped us in a pinch, um, Emily Levings, uh, Dave Cochran, Andy Cochran, Mike Wilson. Um, let's see who. Oh, my sister, my uh, other part of the family, Candice and <laughs> Ashley. And um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Jamie Adam. Zeger. Um, I talked. To, oh, I didn't say Adam. I said yeah, Andy. You better you better not forget Adam. Adam Jansen. Um, so we have the Whipples that come. The Whipples. Often. The spoons. Uh, the Can't spoon. forget the spoons. Um, you know the Maureen Graham. Oh yeah, Maureen. Yeah. There's a lot of wonderful people that choose to come and, and assist us in our operation. Yeah, and sometimes it's uh, hey, can you come real quick and help us clean in between movies because 
we didn't think about the movie lasting two hours, 30 minutes and, and, uh, and turning it around for the next movie to start. Cause there's only three minutes, uh, three hours between the movie start yeah. times. So, uh, thank you all very much for your help. Um, on this day in history, May the 15th, the song Ebony and Ivory began its seven-week run at number one on the pop charts starting in 1982. Okay, I was going to say 70s. Okay. 1982. Um, let's see here. Oh, the seven-year, seven, seven years war begins in 1756. Uh, GE finally initiates cleanup of the polluted Hudson River in 2009. Uh, President John Adams in 1800 orders the federal government to Washington, D.C. In 1942, Ronald Reagan applies for transfer to Army Air Force. 1988, the Soviets Soviets begin their withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then going back to uh, World War II there, Mike... um, in 1942, on this day, 17 states put gasoline rationing into effect. What year was that? Uh, 1942. Okay. And then on this day in 1937, the first Secretary of State to be a female, Madeleine Albright, was born on this day. And I believe she has since passed. I don't think she is um, alive any longer. Um, I don't think so anyways. Um, but anyway, so yes, she passed away on March 23rd, 2022 at the age of 84, just one month, uh, before her birthday, she spoke out on the impending Russian invasion of Ukraine, writing in a New York times op-ed Russian president Vladimir Putin would be making a historic mistake by invading Ukraine. Um, that's kind of cool. The, the you know the first secretary was Madeleine Albright under what president? What year was it? Madeleine Albright. She was whose secretary of state? Reagan. Bill Clinton. Oh, oh okay, okay. Do you remember the Elian Gonzalez debacle in sure. Florida? They went in to get the little kid to take him back to Cuba. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was under her her era there. So. All right, well, let's uh, flash back to the present. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 So a duck walks into a pharmacy and says, Give me some chapstick and put it on my bill. And the punchline is... <laughs> that one quacked me up. I'm sorry. All right, your turn. Uh, you, you know, I, I attached all my watches together to make a belt. It was a waste of time. Oh, man. Do you have one, Jamie? No. No, no? this is painful enough. Okay. <laughs> why are skeletons so calm, Mike? Why are they? Why are skeletons so calm? Because nothing gets under their skin. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. That's what I thought. I'm proud of you. Well, after his wife was eaten by the lion, Spartacus was gladiator. Oh, you like that, do you? I was interrogated. 
over the theft of a cheese toasty. Man, they really grilled me. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's uh, all right. <laughs> Mike, I slept like a log last night. Woke up in the fireplace. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I made a playlist for hiking. It has music from Peanuts, the Cranberries, and Eminem. I call it Trail Mix. Mike, I have a question for you, and this is a real serious question. Okay, I'm listening. All right, are you ready? Go ahead. What is brown and sticky? What is brown and sticky? I can think of some things. This is a Randy Man joke. Okay. Go right ahead. What is brown and sticky? A stick. Well, unless it's... Well, okay. Oh my. Mike, have you ever laughed so hard where people say, stop making me laugh, you'll make me poo my pants? Yes, when I tell jokes, that happens. <laughs> okay, I thought so. All right, let's see here. Um, I don't think I have any others today. Well, you know, the uh, Im- inventor of the umbrella was originally going to call it Brella, but he hesitated. Um... <laughs> Umbrella. And uh, Josiah Breckner here has one, I think. I do, I do. So how can you spot a nosy pepper? How can you spot a nosy pepper? How can you spot a nosy pepper? It gets jalapeno business in honor of Cinco de Mayo. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. (laughs) All right. So I think on that note, we probably um, should uh, (laughs) shout out to... um, Well, let's do this first. Something tells me that's not funny. All right. uh, Shout out to Jamie Zeger for always rolling her eyes and laughing and texting me when we don't know something and she's listening to the podcast. I know when she's listening because she texts me the answer. Well, you know. Convenient. You know, um, Elton John's kind of sad right now. Oh, jeez. Elton has been. said goodbye to the Yellow Brick Road. He's been pretty down ever since his e-reader, uh, e-reader was swept up by the tornado, you know, like a Kindle in the wind. Wow. I'm disappointed in myself for staying. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that. All right, folks, that does it for this episode of the Marwology Podcast. Until next time, be nice to each other, be kind to each other. You never know who's fighting what battle.